This is the Endless Ranters Podcast. Podcast. Good day, Endless Ranners. Welcome back for episode 78 of your Endless Ranners podcast. My name is Chris, and I am one of your Endless Ranners hosts for today's special weekend edition podcast. Uh, Joining me also in studio, in our Endless Ranners studio, it's Jane, the lovely and talented Jane. Hello, hello. And uh, we're missing Robbie today, but uh, don't worry. Producer Moleman is in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing well, man. How are you? I am still, uh, you know, thinking about last night. Jane and I got together. We went out to get some Korean barbecue with a mutual friend of ours. Really? Yeah. 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 Your, was, like your head in the clouds or, or what? I had on? a I had a, a high from all the delicious food that we ate. I honestly wanted to stay and go for round two because it was delicious, man. I was in a food coma. I was in a drunken food coma. After that. <laughs> It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> so you went to a Korean barbecue. You were drunk before or during? During. Got, you got I had okay. rice wine to drink, and I've never had that before. And What'd I you ordered, think about it. I liked it. I mean, I ordered a second bottle, and so the bottles are like the size of a beer bottle, but it's wine strength, so two is quite a bit. Um, and mm. yeah, I did not need that second bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so you did the traditional you had the grill at the table right yes yeah okay came nice. around and, and put the meat on and mix it a pushy up korean the pushy korean waitress no or, or waiter or waitress no, that was, pushy you know right so chris and i went to korean barbecue and that was an all you can eat for two hours and they that were like pushy. Fun. was it two out did they give you that I, much time yes <laughs> okay. yeah so they gave us two hours there and um but yeah, they were like militant about how to do it and making sure if you leave any leftovers, you get charged. That's, That's weird. That was you like the wildest thing. Yeah. Like, I'll just take this raw meat with me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you yeah. can cook it, cook it first, but throw it in your purse, Jane. That's what you bring the purses with you for the dinner. <laughs> it's not yeah. like they bring you out such an incredible amount of food at one time that no. you could even make that mistake. So it's a weird thing that they emphasize that rule, you know, uh, I guess it's just so people don't order like, you know, give me, bring me two orders of shrimp. Right. Right. They decide, don't want you oh, to... I, never mind. I'm out of here. I don't know. Exactly. No bite off more than you can chew. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. No, this one we ordered the com. Well, we, we got beef tongue. Yeah, Jane was adamant. That's like we gotta have that if anything. That's what yeah. I have. <laughs> I feel like that's not really like that. Okay, so I had we had the beef tongue. That was the first time I think I've had that uh, knowingly um, when I was out in L.A. But it's kind of um, it's kind of cheating because it's sliced like super thin, like paper yeah. thin, and then you throw it on this grill and it shrivels up like kind of crispy. So I mean, it kind of like beef tongue, like just sounds worse and what it is is just you know thinly sliced beef i don't know yeah but it's more tender i think it has a more tender well i mean it's sliced it. it's sliced like so thin i don't know i know, know but it tastes better i think it's a oh I yeah oh, it I tastes think delicious 
Yeah. I think it's good, but yeah. I, I'm Manny, saying that when people imagine beef tongue, they, I don't know, I guess it's always sliced thin or do people eat beef tongue like in chunks? I'm sure there are, but they, you're probably right. They probably slice it thinner just to be more appealing to the customers that yeah. come through. Of course. You don't want to look like a tongue. <laughs> you imagine. Well, that's kind of like a, would freak you a, up. A, a that's why they need a new name. That's what you're not. I'm trying to say they need to call it something else. Like <laughs> you don't call raw sliced beef like carp- you call it carpaccio or, you know, whatever. Like you don't call beef. it. Raw sliced know, beef. Like they need to make up a new name for it. Like. And I'm drawing a blank now, but there are other parts of the animal they give name that are maybe not. Uh, you don't say, oh, you're eating stomach. You're eating. But you say chicken thighs, chicken legs. Thighs. Chicken, OK. Chicken feet. So you don't think it's fair to call it the name of the part of the body that doesn't come out looking. Like I would that sell. Part? I would just say that for the beef tongue farmers of America, they'd have a lot. They'd be moving a lot more product if they had a different name for it. Like they call it uh, beef beef taster. Beef tasties, you know, because that's the part of the animal that tastes. <laughs> so right. they, need the, they need the same marketing person as sweetbreads. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. Something like that. Yeah. Like what sweetbread is what? Calf brain? Or no, something? I think it's pancreas. Or... Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, let me. Yeah, we can do that. That's a disgusting. Quick, uh... I didn't know that. I thought that you sounds were terrible. Actually, talking about sweet bread for a moment there. No, sweet bread. No, sweet bread is not. De- is definitely not like monkey bread. You know what I mean? If you've ever monkey bread, <laughs> like yes. Coat, coat sweet bread sugar. is a sweet bread is a culinary name for the thymus or pancreas, typically oh. from calf and lamb. Yeah, so. that's okay. That's that's what I'm. I'm sorry it took me so long, but that's what I'm getting at. That uh, yeah, beef tongue needs a better name, and I guess it's always served thin thinly sliced i guess like i've heard someone get a beef tongue sandwich he wouldn't be chunky it would be it would be thinly sliced always so yeah they need to figure that out i'm sorry so <laughs> all right so korean barbecue you got really you got really hammered yeah during that manny but it was, was a classy nice joint they weren't pushing you around yeah and manny was nice enough to pick me up so i could have those few drinks so I moved in nice. to this. I moved in actually near Koreatown for two weeks to dog sit like I did last summer. So I don't cool. know if you can hear him, but I've got a snoring bulldog uh, about seven feet away from me. <laughs> I can't hear him. But I did this, even though I have headphones on, I turned my ear like this. <laughs> I turned my head into the microphone so I could hear the snoring. Bulldog. I put my ear in your direction. of this That's how it works. Laptop screen. That's how the sound works, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Jane yeah. was also nice enough to destroy my car the minute she got into it when before we got to the restaurant. I you object. <laughs> I object. So <laughs> she gets in and she grabs the little panel that has like how else am I supposed to close the car? All I did, all I did was <laughs> close the car door, which is the most normal operative function for a passenger who has just gone into your goddamn car. And yeah. I pull on the, you know, the, you know, like the little, the armrest tab, the, door, the armrest tab, like you stick your finger in there, your fingers, like mm. to get some leverage and it just comes up. Like instead of the door closing the, the whole <laughs> like plastic insert to that armrest pops out. out and the door. Why doesn't were you slam? Even... Why were you trying to slam his door? Were you angry? Jane? I wasn't. No, I was trying to close the door. 
I know. Why were why were you so mad? I mean, he just she wasn't... you up and you're like slamming his <laughs> no, door with such not... anger. No, no, no. The door didn't close. like you yanked on it. Like, I mean, I, you know, read between the lines. I was he was sitting in tra- in the middle of traffic and I was trying to do it quickly. Oh, OK. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So you're but... angry about the traffic. He was Got hurrying. It. He was like waving me to cross the street and get in the car. And there were just, there's no pullover lane. Like you're sitting in the middle of the of the road. That's uh, uh, the one thing I don't like about that part of town is just like yeah. there's no room to pull over for anything. Yeah. Mm. So I just closed the door like a normal person in a little bit of a hurry. And, and boom. door closing, the the insert pops out. And here I am. And Manny starts moving and I'm like, the door is still wide open. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? And here's the other thing. This is my first time I've been a passenger with Manny and Manny. I had heard stories before about your driving being a little bit scary. So I was nervous to begin with. I was like, this is kind of a a perfect start. All right, I guess. Hey, she made it safely to her destination. I did. I did. Well, driving was fine for me. It didn't it didn't actually bother me. Yeah, I'm one for one, everybody. Let's keep the streak going. Well, I'm sorry she broke your door, Manny. You shouldn't. You no, know, it's fine. You shouldn't have to go through that. You know, trying to help people. <laughs> you try to help people. What happens? You know, if, uh, the car, <laughs> the car is just starting to show its age. Jane yeah. has more strength than she's willing to admit. Yeah, it was that a perfect be. combination. That could be. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, it runs in the family because my grandmother, you know, in her old age slammed, I had my hand kind of sitting on the door, like in the inside of the door, I was sitting on the outside with my hand on the part where the door door closes into. And she just got in the passenger seat and just like pulled, like slammed the door on my hand. I was like, what? I got it all the way closed. And my fingers were, my aunt who was in the driver's seat could see my fingers on the other side. Dude, <laughs> oh. how old were you at this point? I was like twelve. Okay. I think. Oh, that's yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I, I didn't have any broken fingers. Like, I'm shocked that my hand survived this. But yeah, my, I mean, she managed to completely shut the door on my hand. Like my hand, you would think there would you have really be skinny fingers or to that the door wouldn't be able to close all the way. But it you could did. be a ghost. You might be a ghost. All right. Jane, <laughs> you know. so why she's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so yeah, maybe, maybe my grandmother has a little more strength than she realizes as well. And it runs in the family, but I mean, it'll come in handy when you need it. So I was going to say every kid gets their hand, their fingers shut in the car door at least once, but usually earlier. And it's usually like uh, the tip or something. Yeah. And they kind of manage to get it out like just in time. Dude. So if it's, it's, So it's not like, yeah. So you're not seeing your fingers on the other side of the door. Yeah. If it's not like your fingers in the car door, it's either your fingers or your toes in a door at home as well. The door jam. Oh, oh kicking the door jam or yeah. No, like getting you getting it jammed in between. Like I heard like one of my homies, he told me a story about how his he got his toe stuck in the beneath the like the space between the bottom of the door and the floor. And it was just mm. like the right enough amount of space that the door popped all his toenails up and off mm. of the beds at, all at once. Yeah. <gasps> I've never yeah. heard. Okay. I don't think. 
Okay. So getting your car finger slammed in the car door is common. I, I don't know that this is common. Is this well, common? Like for you, because I can see how the, the how it could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you but usually if the doors come in, your feet aren't in that position, like down at the bottom. But well, or if someone pushes the door the other way, it could have been that either way. It was just like, it's not like I'm going to call this story into question because, you know, freak accidents. And I know. I know. It's like when I tell people the story about when the neighbor kid was mowing my dad's lawn and got his foot chopped off and they never found it in the front yard. Like I've told that story a lot of many times. No one's ever called it. I'm not even sure now if it ever happened. Wait, his foot got chopped off and they couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah. His kid, he's pushing a mower up. He was mowing the front yard of my dad's lawn. And it has like, it was one of these had like a raised driveway. So he's pushing it up this hill and he slipped and it fell back, rolled over his foot and chopped his foot off. And, Mm. um, yeah. So the kid went to my, he was uh, always older than me. So he went to my elementary school, I think, or he lived, you know, like a block away. So and you don't, I mean, did you ever have visual confirmation of this? He had a boot. He had like a boot that was like a fake foot, I think. Oh shit. But that doesn't mean it happened in my front yard. You know, <laughs> now I'm starting to think like, who told me this story? It's like, you don't want to be held liable. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe it was my sister that told me this story when I was like five (laughs) and I just believed it. It doesn't seem like something your parents would ever sit you down and tell you about. Right. Can you look them up? No, I don't know the names. This is like, yeah, this is elementary school. Yeah. I don't don't know. Sorry. But yeah, that, that it's like, it's so weird that people can't be like, that's bullshit, man. You know, you didn't slam your toe nails off under the, under the bathroom door. Dude, talking that, about your friend yeah, yeah. that sounds or, terrible though yeah dude or just like it happened to me where i had my fingers caught in the door like on the door jammed like the like an actual door like fuck that your fingers i get you know because fingers can be there but i think i'd rather have my fingers slammed the door than all my toenails like popped off oh totally there's a reason that's why that's a fire. torture that's like a yeah. a torture method yeah. it's pulling the, the nails yeah well, Manny, mm-hmm. regardless, time to invest a little money in your car door. <laughs> oh, yeah. The car, is, the car is going to get a much needed uh, uplift come the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, Manny, you know, get your car door fixed and Jane, just chill out a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's that raw meat diet, man. It's got Settle her testosterone. Down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. She's like, yeah. Yep. Right. Got the strength of a bull. Like turn into Popeye. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that can, you know, segue into our next segment. Uh, so Manny, if you uh, have to put money into your car door, yeah. What what are you gonna have to sacrifice here? <laughs> or do you? In terms of uh what do we spend too much money on? All right, so uh, everything that I spend too much money on is thankfully within arm's reach. Yesterday, for example, before I met up with you, Jane, I went to a local record shop here in Highland Park called the Gimme Gimme Records. I just went in to see what they had. Uh, bought this record from a local band called Thrice. They're out of Orange County. It's a limited edition tenure for their album Beggars. Uh, I got two stand-up vinyl, one George Carlin and the other wait nope i'm surprised thrice isn't wasn't taken already franklin and jay 
I know. Band name, you know? Well, there is another band called Thrice Mice, so close it, enough. Or is there a clearinghouse of that, of, uh, I think, of uh, band names, like officially taking a band name? There had, well, you know, you're familiar with the Better Than Ezra story, right? There's that. Uh, uh, why don't you tell it just for Jane, for Jane's sake? So I think it was what a Christian band was called Ezra, and then there's the other band that wanted to go with, with the same name, so they're like, No, fuck that, we'll be better than Ezra. <laughs> I, want, I okay. think I'm getting, I think that's the story. I hope I'm getting that's it pretty right. good. Yeah, it's not very, you know, it's not very Christian like, I guess. Or no, was the better than Ezra was not a Christian band? I think so. Like, oh, okay. One of them was a, was a secular band, and the other one was a religious band. Okay. Um, the other one, there was another incident incident um, where there was a hardcore band called American Nightmare, and there was also a Psycho Billy Rock band with the same name. The Psycho Billy Rock band name was a long longer, so American Nightmare had to change their name to give up the ghost. So, I mean, there's, you know, instances like that. Um, so I spent a lot of money on records. Like another one right here was a 10-year anniversary for Say Anything's uh, Is a Real Boy. Uh, Wait, is that say anything? No, movie? not the movie. No, I was okay. thinking, oh, the movie, the movie uh, soundtrack. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> it's so, actually- okay, how much are records? How much do these cost? Okay, so that thrice record, for example, was 36 plus tax. Um, I forgot how much I spent on this one. I think it was $36. like six yeah. dollars. How old is this album? This this record? It came out in 02. Okay. And I'm, and this is just curious, like of the $36, does the artist get any of that? Or is this just a collector's item that, you know, it is they, a collector's they, they already, item. So it was reissued. When... Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure part of it does go to them. The other part of course goes to the label and then whatever the record shop gets a percentage of. Um, so is a lot of the price because of the vintage status. Oh, uh, it's or... also, it's also the uh, colorway. So a lot of shit. a lot of records these days are being released. It's just like it's no longer black anymore. Like the platter itself will have like a crazy uh, color variation. For example, this one's uh, the tricolor pattern. Ooh. That makes sense. It doesn't need yeah. to be black. So Manny, yeah. it's like a third green, a third orange, and a third dark brown. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Another example, actually, a uh, perfect example. Um, it's a soundtrack to an anime. It's really popular. It's called Demon Slayer. Uh, this one I had to spend a pretty penny on just because it's a Japan-only release. I'm part of a Facebook group, Anime Vinyl Collector. And so they do group There's buy. angry anime face on the cover of this, by the way. Like, pointy yeah. eyebrows. These are not eyebrows that look interested. These are eyebrows that are angry. Menacing, yeah. menacing if you will. Yes. So the artwork is limited edition. It comes with a poster as well. It's fucking gigantic. Um, they are so it's like a piece of art, really. The whole package. Yeah. You know, whereas albums before probably released more like just this is just we got to move units, cheap, mass produced, whatever. So Manny, are you buying them more for the the art, the cover art, or do you actually listen to them? Oh no, I'll blast the fuck out of these out like. The, Demon Slayer specifically, I like the, I love the artwork, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna frame the poster eventually, and when I get move into a bigger spot because I don't have the wall space. Um, 
and then i also like the soundtrack as well like that there's another one that uh that i bought from the same the same group but it's not the soundtrack it's the just the songs that were used for the opening and the closing of the show and one of the songs that they used for the uh, movie see it has the same character but he has the, a bit more of a relaxed look on his face mm. and this one is also pressed on like a, a a rare colorway since the name of the song is called red lotus they're like let me do it let's do red translucent vinyl cool yeah so the guy that does this, I, I forget the guy's name. Uh, I'll shout him out after the fact. But, you know, there's a little bit of a, a premium charge to ordering these things. But again, they're fucking sick. So I don't mind. And uh, they hold their resale. Are they they they, yeah, pre- because they appreciate in value or, or what? Very limited pressings, too. That's another another reason why mm-hmm. these kind of hold the value like they do. You ever talked to Messiah? Apparently he owns hundreds, if not thousands of records. Uh, I eventually want to get a collection that large, but again, it's all about space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ira like, too. Yeah. Ira, so Ira has a, uh, yeah. Has an oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got a lot of stuff. Shout out to DJ steel will as well. I know he probably has a crazy collection. Um, Talking about Messiah, I also have slowly amassed a huge collection of fitted hats. Oh my gosh, it's right. <laughs> um, I'm getting, yeah, I'm cl- up there in the neighborhood of 30, and I only maybe wear five of them. So, you know, I need to, I just need to rotate them more. Yeah, you, uh, you two need to commiserate. So, <laughs> Messiah is, uh, is that the right word? Commis- co- co- commiserate, yeah. Okay. For some reason, it feels negative. It sounds like whining together. Is it that? Does. I think it is. Is it? I don't, oh man! I don't know. I have to get my words straight. I wonder I if it's more and look up every word that it's I. It's definitely know. not like coming together to party. It's and not a blast. Yeah. Know. Or is it? Or maybe it is. Commiserate. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Messiah is one of the ace holes and he lives in New York City. And he, so I can't imagine he has that much space or it's not like, but maybe he does. I don't know Messiah's uh, situation there, but um, he moved. Flex hats yeah. and he collects records. He's about to move. I believe he's, he's about to move to North Carolina. So, by the space. way, commiserate would be the incorrect word to use to feel or express sorrow or pity for or sympathize with. Right. Mm. OK, yeah. so my instinct was correct. Yeah. Um, y'all need to bond. How about yeah. that? All we I will. We'll bond over fitted caps and records, <laughs> except uh, except the shoe, like my kick game where I'm not a sneakerhead. Really, that's not my thing. Like for someone that wears an absurd amount of hats with only one head, like I, I don't understand shoe collecting, <laughs> but you know, that's, I'm not going to shit talk it. Cause that's people's thing. Yeah. Um, another collect, another hobby of mine that takes up a lot of space is a uh, Japanese comics manga. Like for example, this one berserk, they've been uh, re-releasing them in like these huge uh, deluxe editions. They're like about 400 plus pages uh, thick. Uh, each volume's about 50 bucks and they're up to like, I think nine or 10 released so far. And what is Japanese? What is it? Manga. Manga. 
manga what is what is it exactly like how would you describe it they were uh is that just the is it lowercase m manga like that's just how they that's the japanese word for comic books or yeah. is manga like a brand or a no that's just their word for comics okay there oh. was a there was a company that had the manga that went by manga for a while back in the late 90s mid to late 90s but they're not around anymore okay and, so it's just a generic a generic term correct and then sometimes you have like these smaller uh collector collector edition this one's like death note it's actually one of my favorites this is about the yeah, jam- what's the paper feel like in there is it like comic book pa- paper is it just a regular like a book or is it no like a- well this one's gl- actually this one in berserk they're glo- they're semi-glossy so they're smooth okay yeah that's another is it like thing. real thin i don't even know what i'm asking they are thin pages, so they're they're very uh, delicate. It's best okay. to always like turn these pages. Like I've noticed um, when I read books, sometimes I keep the book too close to my my torso, my my body. Like I hold it way too close to myself. So when I turn the pages, I notice I'll hear the the page kind of drag across my shirt, and sometimes oh, no. be, yeah. It's like, wait, I got to get a break that habit so I don't, you know, amateur amateur hour, bro. Amateur hour. Why is it that dimension? So this book Manny just held up is pretty small in terms of length and width, but then the depth, it's it's super deep. So like that just looks annoying. Why didn't they just make it bigger bigger area and then and then have it be thinner? I think they just wanted to condense it and not have to worry about shipping too many units, maybe a production cost thing. It looks expensive and it looks like something that people, fans would pay a premium for. Yeah. Whereas they would not pay a premium if it was a regular size book, maybe. Like maybe. The, the weird, the odd size of it and just like the in, incredible amount of uh, content, I guess it has in there. We're looking at a book that's like, I don't know, four or five inches yeah, it four inches tall, like, four inches deep, or it's thick. on its way to being a cube. Yeah, and All it's right, not so, very large. In the surface area, is not very large either. So, so holding up next to the to the collector item is like the actual size of like an actual manga. Like it's a bit okay. taller, and it's a bit wider, so you're able to see much more detail. Not that it's lacking in detail, but like it's less of a strain on your eyes. Right. I've found myself, I'm reading a book right now that's really small. It's just over a hundred pages. And it's so nice because I can just sit and like lie down on my side and then hold it with one hand open and it's not tiresome. Like some books are, you know, a big book like that. If I just want to kind of relax mm-hmm. and lie down with it, it would be too much on one hand to hold open. I, I love this. This is uh, this is how progress happens when we're like this book is uh, not you know convenient to hold <laughs> like oh well, right. like we need to have some kind of device that uh, you don't even have to touch it it just uh, I don't know Dude, right. what's the, what's well, the future of reading Kindle, that's what Kindle yeah. is for but I like having the pages and also yeah I like smelling the book like the pages in the book as weird yeah as even a Kindle you have to touch it you know I don't know. You do on the other side of the of the aisle. Like, here's my fucking here's a Bible size fucking comic I'm reading right now. This one you could like cause some damage if you snuck up behind someone and just hit them over the head with. It's a close to 900 pages long. Um, it's about Osamu Tezuka. He's like a really well known uh, manga artist. He came up post World War II 
and he passed away i think either late 80s late 90s or not too long ago well that's a much different but in the that's a bigger much bigger of course and then the yeah. first one you had was really a large and kind of a you know odd size so i, I mm-hmm. figured that was kind of part of the part of the i don't know um, attraction of those compilations or whatever yeah odd sizes and collector's items well that's the thing like it's a their omnibus size is like a huge uh, collection compendium if you will so you don't have to buy as many and you get a bigger better quality uh image to read and take in and enjoy um for those that care if there's any this osamu tezuka backstory like this actually chronicles how manga came to be what it is today so like this is a really eye-opening and learned reading i'm i've been undertaking these past couple weeks does that book go backwards yeah i read from right to left yeah wow it actually goes into detail as to why they did that too so it's pretty damn cool do you know any japanese i no i just know shallow stuff like hello good evening good morning Okay, so they've translated everything. Yeah. Okay. They go into you know the the process of translating as well. So I wonder. Cool. I mean, I I I'm no expert, obviously, but I know that Japanese seems very structured, very differently than English, and I always wonder mm-hmm. if anything gets lost in translation. It did at first. There was there according to what i've been reading it was a challenge and then they you know through trial and error they figured out a system that was beneficial for both audiences Hmm. yeah interesting yeah man uh aside from that you know over here he's not done yet no (laughs) i'll tell you this this area where i record this is like my little this is the cave where i come to to retreat and just yeah it's really cool being my fucking element is a limited edition anime dvds um again they don't make too many of these so limited quantities that's what drives up the value as well as like some of the collector's editions they come with um these little extra knickknacks like um They'll have like these uh, art booklets or books with like behind the scenes, like uh, just like production sketches and like. Well, this looks like a children's book, from what I'm from. Just volleyball is that what it says? Yeah, it's a, it's a show about volleyball. I don't, I don't watch anything volleyball at all. But the show just has me like that. It just speaks to the fucking. It's a show called volleyball. No, it's called High Q, but it's about volleyball. <laughs> i know i'm all over the place i'm sorry so this yeah is, this is still we're still in anime yeah we're still in anime okay so is it so, kids anime characters playing volleyball teens high school okay yeah um and is it like about the drama on the team is it about their quest to win the championship is what's all right so it, you're indulging me a bit here i, I kind of dig this so it is about uh, so the high school's named Karasuno. Basically, um, their mascot's the crows. A crow, I should say. But they go Adam by the- would approve of that. That's why I dig this show so much. Is like they go, they refer to themselves as flightless crows since their team has seen way better days. And to be they- fair, Adam would have never let you get this far. I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, this is this is our little thing. So, real quick, they also package them with like these little enamel pins. 
these faux trading cards, postcards, and this little game token. I don't know what the fuck. So that's what you know makes the pog. I mean, if you want to call it a pog, sure. Uh, it would do some damage. Uh, so yeah, that's why they and they also package it with the Blu-ray and the DVD. So I mean, if you don't have one either of, you can still watch the show. Uh, that's what makes it limited. Anyway, um, very cool, man. You know, Manny, I know I shit on you with your anime obsession, <laughs> but I have to say, I respect, I respect the interest in the hobby. Since you're, you're kind of you, you fully in, uh, embrace it. And that's something that. I've only been more, I don't want to say vocal about, but people can point can point me out in the crowd a lot more because of it now. Whereas before I was a bit more shy and reserved about that. More about that later though. Um, the show's okay. about yeah, I've learned I've come to own it, not just yes. because of you guys, but also because of some other friends that I've made over the last couple of years. In spite of you, Jane. <laughs> in spite of his close friends and family. Yep. I mostly did it because of Jane's shit talking. <laughs> Well, that reminds. There's a whole. There's one. That's one of your favorite series. The anime. You know, mm-hmm. sh- someone shitting on anime, like yeah. anime characters shitting on anime characters. Yeah. Thing. Um. So, thing real quick, the show Haikyuu is about this team that's seen better days. They get a a fresh batch of freshmen that kind of reinvigorates the show, the the team's spirit, and it focuses on two characters in particular one of them they call they refer to the king as a court because he's really adept and perceptive as to what his teammates are capable of pulling off on the court so when things don't go right he kind of loses his shit his cool and then his other teammate he not the he's like the shortest guy on the team he's literally like five three five four but he has like this crazy fucking vertical leap that takes everyone by surprise And it's just basically about how people that undertake certain endeavors, be it um, scholastic, um, you know, dealing with sports or whatever your endeavor is, like if you're fully committed, it's going to push you to your limits and you better be prepared for, you know, the uncomfortable realization that, yeah, you want to give it your all, but giving it your all sometimes isn't enough and how to overcome like the obstacles that, sometimes will arise that not sometimes that do arise when you take on whatever endeavor you choose to take on okay and it's got such a fucking great soundtrack man holy shit i fucking love it it's like um orchestral but really uh motivational and interesting okay i think you should uh you guys should get together and watch some anime yeah i don't what? I'm not. I think I don't know. I said I, I respect the the interest. I didn't say I wanted to partake in it. There is one uh, comic I recently picked up. It's called Wave. Listen to me. It's about this young lady that finds herself uh, ranting on a microphone and lands herself a gig because of the uh, material that she chooses to rant about on her drunken tirade one day. And then she just basically. Oh, my God. That is my dream. So I, I kind of want to let you borrow one volume and see if you check one volume out and see if this is something you want to read. Anime should start um, covering other shows. You know what I mean? Oh, or they versions. Cover- like there should be like a, an anime version of, let's say, The Office or something or anime version of Friends. I mean, you know there, I mean, there are plenty of shows where the, the do they ever do that. 
there are shows where the the setting environment is part of the, is the character itself like one show is called working they made three seasons out of that it's about this restaurant a denny style restaurant and the staff that employs said restaurant um another show uh one recently that i went to go watch actually this movie is called shirobako it's an anime about producing anime again it's about this uh <laughs> studio that musani studios they've seen better days like this takes place four years after the first season uh where dude the first season well the only season the shirobako it was building up to like this uh musani studios like building up to releasing this crazy fucking story and it just all just goes to shit at the last minute like the head of the studio has to resign the director of this of the show quits because of how it just all fell apart so they have shows about that they they have sketch like one show in particular i really like because it's really short they're 10 minutes long and they're these comedy vignettes it's called crow marty high school and it's basically a high school may um packed with delinquents a robot a gorilla and a dude and freddie mercury but freddie mercury doesn't talk he just rides a horse around the school campus i'm telling you man there's i mean (laughs) there's so many there was one show called prison school where there was a a school like um a prison school within a school for all the delinquents but it was more just uh fodder for people that weren't to uh, bondage and sadomasochism because that's all the kids that were you know uh, sent to prison school were subjected to is just like BDSM torture it's like alright I see what this show is about I have a question that's going to sound very um, ignorant probably Shoot. but do people who don't get high regularly get into anime I'm honestly surprised so the viewer the anime world is split between people that don't touch anything and people that party hard and also enjoy anime it's very weird huh so there's yeah. no middle ground that's a, honestly that's exactly what i would expected you know for this <laughs> yeah. group you know what i mean like some people that were like i would know i'd never do that mm-hmm. you know well it's, this is uh, their high yeah and then some people that would be like, no, I really enjoy getting getting whacked out and looking at all these colors and the stories and like the graphics and all that. And I don't know. Yeah. I could see it as being split. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's cool. Like I respect the 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 fans that can man- maintain and just stay straight and sober. I was like, Psh, good on you, bro. Like that takes more willpower. And the fact that you're able to manage through life, however you manage without needing any substances just speaks more about you. But. yeah speaking well, of be, which to be fair they're probably all hopped up on Ritalin that could be true yeah or at yeah. all well anyway I was talking more about like uh, an anime version of Die Hard oh yeah. dude um, there's one show on like, Netflix I need to get on that you know one show on Netflix called Ajin that's very much r- reminds me of that oh well, how, how do you spell that A-J-I-N is it animated then is that yes. okay all right, I, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> so to round things out, speaking of substances and whatnot, the other thing that I like to splurge a, a lot on, as you all know, is uh, my herb. Um, herbs and spices. My herbs Indeed. and spices. Yeah, my uh, my wackiest of tobacco. Highbrow weed. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, some of it is 
like this one right here in particular, this uh, Rebel Moon stuff comes from, of course, Humboldt, Eel River up in Humboldt County or whatever. It's like some of this funky shit I've ever smelled. It's really sticky, too, which I like because it's been a while since I've gotten my hands on some really sticky weed. It's, it's sticky, literally sticky, or is that yeah. a term for something? No, okay. like it, it, you could just put your finger on it and depending on on how well it was cultivated, it'll just like stick to you. the properties of the flower, if you will. I see. Yeah. It could be a nuisance if you're trying to break it down by hand because, you know, it takes a bit longer. But uh, you know, I feel like you should open a shop. No, but this is all your stuff. So that doesn't quite make sense. But you could look- you work at a shop, be like a consultant? Yes. I feel like you could go somewhere with all this. I mean, sure, I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but I wouldn't want to run my own shop just because I feel there's just okay. So I once had an opportunity to get in on the ground floor and attempt to begin a cannabis company with another acehole who is recently relocated to Colorado back from Baja, California. She's had quite a stored journey. But so quickly, we met in 2018, uh, April or March. She was down here for the Cannabis Cup, the High Times Cannabis Cup out in San Bernardino. And she posted like, hey, who any people want to hang out? I was like, fuck it. You know, fellow Corolla fan, let's, uh, you know, exchange some weed. Let's hang out and have some have a good time. And then when she told me why she was down here, I was like, I want in on this. And she's like, OK. So she told me to, you know, assemble a, a group of people that I felt were, you know, adequate enough to to help her grow this business. And just hearing like the crazy amount of money that had to be spent to clear licenses and fees and this and that and the other. It's just like, dude, unless you have like really deep pockets, like it's difficult to get something off the ground here in yeah. the state. That's so, because it's newly. It's like, OK, at least it's legal, but there's so much bureaucracy around it. And they're not going to make it easy. I mean, no, yeah, that's the whole once it's, you know, legitimized, then. I don't know. I don't know if they've done it yet or, you know, it was always the joke was always that, you know, Anheuser-Busch would just start, you know, buying up weed farms or whatever, you know, just so they'd have diversify from booze and. Oh, not just them. Uh, Philip Morris, all the tobacco, big uh, tobacco brands, all of them. They, you know, yeah. they got farms out there, acres of farms. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of big yarkers here or not. So this was my latest purchase. Uh, three eighths. For those of you who don't know, an eighth is three point five grams. So this is what like ten. Ten and a half grams. Uh, without tax, this was. These look like spice jars, by the way. Yeah, the listeners, <laughs> like little spice jars. And one of them you can't even see through. That's how fucking bougie and high end the spice jar is. Uh, one hundred and forty with prior to tax. Uh, the amount of tax that fucking California charges is insane. Almost. Uh, now, this cupboard they're sitting in, is this temperature controlled or anything? Is this uh, no, certain- that's just where I keep all my all my other okay. uh, my pipes and other accoutrements that are related to this. I mean, if you want to get honest, like I spend a good amount on just uh, on purchasing pipes, too, just because I like the uh, the glass blowing subgenre mm-hmm. of art. That's another weird world if you want to get into that. Yeah, I actually I think I have a cousin. I think no, I have a cousin that I would think does the glass blowing. No way. Yeah. I mean, I this, this stuff in particular or 
I don't know exactly what it's for, but, um, and I know he got sober, so (laughs) how much he uses, uh, (laughs) for himself. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I haven't kept in touch recently with him, but I do know that he was, he was very good at that making glass at glass blowing. So damn holding out on me, Jane. <laughs> well, this is not like the forefront of my uh <laughs> <laughs> information to just right. you know share with people. <laughs> no, you have to say something to kind of trigger my my memory of it. Oh, um, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So well, Manny. So you you spent you collect a lot of different stuff, but nothing I, is like super expensive. It just all together. It ends up being a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, to I don't call any of this super. Bo- What's the bougiest? Is your fancy weed probably the bougiest? Yeah, I'd say because I sometimes tend to buy like maybe half or full ounces. Like a half ounce is ninety. A full ounce would be close to two something. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and then how long does an ounce last? Someone like you. I've been managing a lot better, so I've managed to, la- to stretch out this last ounce for like a couple months, whereas before I'd be lucky to get through a month. Or oh, OK. Yeah, I've, okay. Cur- I've curved a lot of my usage because of my job. Like I can't my previous job, I was able to 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 partake and then also just go to work, but not with where I'm working at now since I drive 90 percent of the time. Right. Right. They probably don't want you. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. That's good. And so that also like it's brought my tolerance back down to a point where I don't need to smoke as much either. So like uh, I'll take maybe I'll pack a small bowl, half a bowl, and then I'm good for the rest of the evening. And then I'm passed out. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, able to curb a little. Oh, actually, I did. Fuck. And now that you mention it, thank you for reminding me, but I'm pissed that I forgot to bring it with me. One thing that I do spend way too much money on, but it's going to be worth it is my drums. I wanted to bring my snare drum with me. So, yeah. um, For example, like all this anime, like all these collectibles I purchased on sale, like they're they were significantly reduced like 80% off to what they normally go for. But the drums is what normally I'd spend the most on. Um, right now, my main snare drum is a Mapex uh, Black Panther. It's eight inches depth by 14 inches circumference, I guess you want to say, which is a, like diameter. a real, yeah, diameter. Thank you. Uh, eight by 14 diameter. It's really fat. It's really sturdy. And for those of you wondering, why does an eight inch diameter, I mean, depth matter? Like the more depth in a drum, the more tuning range you can get out of it, like different sounds you could get out of it. So I could uh, tune it to something where it's just like nothing but attack, where it just like the drum just cuts through and it hits you. Is this electric? This is acoustic, but. Acoustic. So how do you get, how do you tune? um is it just like how hard you hit it is it on the edge versus the middle is it no you pit you tune it to a certain pitch and then you like is there a knob are you the tension rod ah tension okay 
Yeah, the tension rods. This is an electric drum, but uh, like the tension rods here. Okay. Uh, you tune them across from one another. By the way, this looks like to the listener it could be a vanity mirror if uh, if it were, <laughs> if it were the other or so, if you turned it over. Looks like a digital scale. Yeah, it could be. I would not have guessed drum, but okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's eight by fourteen, and it's um, it's hand hammered brass. The reason why I chose to go brass this time, like my previous two snare drums, are made out of wood. Um, it's a better, it's a more pronounced and sustained sound. You could really hear it, and it's really bulky. It's like if I, I'm not trying to beat it up, but if it does take like a few hits when I'm toting it to and from certain places, like I don't have to worry about it, like getting damaged as opposed to like the ones made out of wood um you have a lot of knowledge about everything you have (laughs) i mean when i get into something i i like to consume and learn as much about it as i can that's why i never did well in school because they always did things step by step um I got that drum on sale because normally it was uh, $800 plus tax. I got it for sale at half that. I was like, I'm not going to let this, uh, this sale, this steal of a deal pass me by. Um, if I'm not dropping cash on that, like symbols is the next thing that like symbols are really expensive. Um, I've spent close to two grand on symbols alone. Um, Whoa. How many yeah. do you, I mean, one set is this the two that are. So the, the, top? yeah, certain packs can come with like the, the hi-hats, the one that you just mentioned, it'll come with the two ones that you know, that are normally always being struck and then you yeah. have the ride and you have your crash. And then the one that I got yeah. was, yeah, the one that I purchased uh, was called the Sabian gospel pack. It also came with an extra sound effects, uh, crash, crazy looking EFX symbol. Um, And then I got rid of a few of those and I replaced them with uh, some other. So Zildjian, they make a wide array of of symbols. They make uh, the starter entry level. They're called ZBTs. They're really dull. You don't really get to hear much of the, the variance, the nuances, if you will. Whereas when you start to go up into like a customs and like K's and the weird, like the darker, more grosser looking symbols, the hand hammered type of uh, varieties out there. They get uglier, but better. Yeah, um, I'm personally not a fan of them. I like my symbols to look nice, but I've also come to appreciate why the uglier ones are are being (laughs) are being used. and you really do tell you can tell the difference like the entry level ones again they're dull they you don't they don't ring out as much and when you upgrade to more you know studio quality or gigging symbols like you could tell right away the sound is just like it cuts through and it kind of hurts so you got to wear proper ear protection otherwise you end up like me with tinnitus in in your early 30s um so yeah uh drums you know that that's that's my main bread and butter what, what i spend the most on okay yeah. wow i wish i could have brought them with me but next time chris <laughs> yeah You're next what do you spend too much am i on? next i don't know it's, i don't know how to follow up all that that was an incredible <laughs> amount of information thanks for <laughs> indulging me everybody 
No, you, thank you for all that. Um, I wonder if you should go, Jane, or, or we should get into some news. I don't know what we're looking at as far as. Uh, um, I can well, I don't. So I don't collect anything because I'm too pragmatic. Um, <laughs> but I do spend money on a couple things like my sneakers were over $200. Um, but I wear them every day. So is that ridiculous and frivolous? No, I've invested no. in work boots myself. Depends how long they last, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I wear them every day. And uh, how long have I had them since the beginning of the year? Maybe. No, I think I had them last fall. Um, I also spend money on some of my skincare. Like I have this little serum that's maybe a couple ounces and it's $165. So that's a little. Is that your makeup removal serum or is that? No, the makeup uh... remover. Oh, shoot. I forgot to, how big is it? It would not, it's over three ounces. I could not bring it on a plane. So it's not like super tiny, but I was maybe 40 or $50. It's eye makeup remover, but I find the cheap stuff stings my eyes. So I, again, I think it's a reasonable. A reasonable buy. Yeah. It would last a long time. Yeah. I also lip, I have a lip balm. That's about $18. It's a little ridiculous. That's but one it doesn't where have any you got to finish it, that one. Or is it a jar or is it a lit like a no, chapstick? No, it's a little, it's a little like a chapstick. Okay. Yeah. And it's $18. It may, it's probably has more. It's a little bigger than that, but. Well, I guess uh, if you get have, to the end of the chapstick, then you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know I, mean? I always finish it. Okay. Or at least down to when the plastic is higher than the the lips the lip balm because then it just scratches your lips and you're like okay i guess i can't get more out of this <laughs> i'm just thinking like but, even you, you buy it and you put it through the wash machine by accident you're like damn oh no i've never done that. i don't bring it with me it's just in my bathroom i keep it in the bathroom in the medicine cabinet but yeah so like it doesn't have the addictive poly- the addictive ingredients that are in regular chapstick like the little two dollar sticks oh have you done some research on this since our uh, attempted episode last week i haven't but um they're definitely i i remember hearing this that they put addictive ingredients in that chapstick so you keep buying them (laughs) and i had a math teacher in high school that was addicted okay that's the same evidence you brought out last week yeah uh, probably you definitely remember someone telling you I'm just curious. I'm curious, like if it's more like it dries your lips out, because I believe I believe what you're saying. It has like an addictive quality if it like dries your lips out faster or if there's some ingredient. Um, yeah, that, you know, causes some kind of um, I don't know. Like chemical withdrawal or like chemical need for it. I don't know what I'm, what I'm getting at. A dependency. So in my quick search for chapstick addict. The first, the top result is from Vox and it says there's no good evidence that lip balm is chemically addictive, but I'm still skeptical. Okay. Well, and WebMD we is got to the bottom of that. saying it's a behavioral <laughs> addiction. To, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, eh, eh. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody. I think everybody kind of knows that the lip balms or chapsticks, a lot of those are addictive, but um, I don't know. 
I don't know if it's true or yeah, I, I was kind of curious about the chemically or if it's just more of a, a habit. Well, this is saying, okay, so then this is saying lip balms often contain a preservative flavor or fragrance that irritates the lips. Um, so it'll soothe your lips temporarily, but then cause irritation in the long term, which okay. makes you want to apply more. So okay. it might not be technically addicting, but the effect it has on you makes you want to keep using. Yeah. 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 The vicious cycle never yes. ending. Yes. Anyway, okay. so that's why I don't mind spending a little more on my, my lip balm and it lasts a while. Um, what else? I really don't have, I'm pretty conservative with my spending. Um, but yeah, the shoes are the shoes are the big one. I mean, no concerts either. I mean, yeah, I don't do concerts. That's that makes me so sad. Eh, I read. I read too. <laughs> I, I listen to music or I, mm, I play the piano. I play piano. drums. We got to jam out sometime soon, by the way. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're going to have very different tastes in, <laughs> in music that we play. I think you guys because I'm very classical. I could get adapt. together for uh, anime, an intro to anime. One <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I didn't even spend a lot on my mattress. My mattress was like six or seven hundred dollars, which before I was I spent fifteen hundred dollars on a mattress. Damn, dude. Did you buy a different quality, a different or a different type of mattress this yeah. time? Because I don't know that I don't know that you have to spend a lot of money on a mattress anymore. Well, they don't come with box springs. They're not yeah. they're they're kind of the box spring went out of style. So now you're just oh, buying okay. a mattress. So I think that's part of it. Well, just the the proliferation of all these, um, you know, mattress companies like Purple or whatever the hell, where they just ship you a mattress, you cut the plastic wrap and it expands. It takes yeah, like two days yeah. to expand, but oh, it's yeah. you know, kind of suitable. Yeah. So whereas the big, big mattresses, you know, there's a lot of shit in there, like yeah. wiring and coils and whatnot. Like fiberglass. Um, so I don't know. I have one of those mattresses that you cut open or, you know just ships it's just a mattress it's i love it i don't know i was like it was like six or seven hundred bucks maybe yeah now my dream purchase would be silk sheets to go on them that would be my that is a dream purchase but i think those are like thousands of dollars and you can't machine wash them so <laughs> i feel like i've had Boy. silk sheets or like satin sheets or something before and it was kind yeah, of over, but satin over, isn't... really overrated okay well satin's not the same as silk. Silk has properties like uh, the cooling, the very temperature regulation that silk has. That satin does it. Um, okay, maybe that was it. Yeah, it's like too too slippery. I don't. Know. I don't know. I use a silk pillow. You know, I'm only sliding around. That's my my but main only, issue. But it's not even that bougie. It was only like fifteen dollars for a set of two. And it's so great because I can just wake up in the morning and not have to touch my hair. Oh, because there's silk. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps your hair from getting. What is that? I feel like we've talked about this before and maybe we've gone into like what exactly silk is. Isn't silk. Well, it comes the from volume, the, the vomit of a, or excrement of a silkworm. Like, how is it? It's created by some insect that's just like bleh, making. 
Commercial silk is kind of fascinating. The fibrous cocoons of silkworm caterpillars. There you go. Well, not really, because then now, how do the fibrous cocoons of silkworm caterpillars come to exist? Aren't they? Isn't it the caterpillar itself that like yakking out all that? Uh, I'm not trying to ruin your pillow. I just, I just find it. I kind of find it fascinating that um, the the first person that was like, "Look at these silkworms! Like, look at this!" <laughs> and it's so comfortable. And it's so comfortable. I don't like. Look at the way it hangs off my hips. This silk. That's true, okay. man. Blouse. <laughs> it uses a the caterpillar uses a hook covered appendage called the cremaster to attach itself to this pad. To the little silk pad on the underside of a branch or twig. It twists around, embedding its cremaster firmly in the silk. Then it sheds its skin, revealing the chrysalis. I don't know, guys. (laughs) I feel like I learned all this at some point in kindergarten. Yeah. We had little, like, uh, we grew caterpillars. Oh, that's cool, man. Or, you know, watch them turn into butterflies or whatever it is. Is that what happens? They turn, they like go into their cocoon and then they turn into butterflies. Yep. Yes. Okay. I did remember that correctly. That's what happens in fairy tales. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. That's what happened. That happens for real. I don't think that, I feel like that doesn't get enough credit. That, I agree. That, that metamorphosis. You know what I mean? And I think part of the reason is uh, the, the art author, uh, Eric Carl, you know, I'm talking about. Of children's illustrated books. Oh, the the one the bat the caterpillar. I think he died book. last year. Yeah, yeah, because they just kind of like dumb it down, like, <laughs> like in like a silly illustrated book for two year olds. Yeah, like this incredible process. I guess people learn about it more in, later in life, but yeah, doesn't get enough credit for. There's actually a creature that changes into another creature. Yep, that's. Nature at its best. Chris, if you could turn into another creature. Caterpillars making your pillowcases (laughs) from scratch. (laughs) Thank you, caterpillars. For all that you do for us. Yeah. And thanks to whoever thought of, you know, making clothes and accessories out of silk, too. I don't know how the fuck they came to that conclusion. I think I've had some silk boxers. Mm -hmm. Maybe I haven't had silk sheets. They were satin. Yeah. Silk boxers sounds ideal. If I were a dude, I would want silk boxers. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I wore them, but uh, it feels a little too fancy down there. I don't know. Hmm. But Are don't you, you deserve it? Yeah, you don't feel like you've earned fancy feeling uh, boxers, Chris? Come on. I mean, you work hard, man. You, one would think, you know, one would think that it would be like, oh, this is delightful, but it's like, no, nah, I need them held snugly, you know, and some Tommy Johns or like, you know, now everybody's copying Tommy Johns or uh, just some irregular cotton underwear that feel a little rough, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be walking around having your junk caressed by silk, you know, just walking down the street necessarily. Things can happen anyway. So that's not we, your we talking guy? about. No, I don't know if I still own them or not. Well, I think it was more of like an, man, it was, I put that as a, a, a bougie impulse buy. You know what I mean? Right. Like out of character, you know, but still bought them at some point. 
Oh, you know what they were too? Like you couldn't, like, I don't know. It was like, if you washed them, I don't know if you couldn't wash them or something like that. Or, um, yeah. How are you supposed to clean silk? That's the the problem. I mean, I put my silk pillowcases in the, in a delicate wash and then I let them hang dry. Yeah. If I own a piece of clothing that is higher maintenance, it just gets, it just starts to get pushed further and back to the back of the closet or the back of the drawer. You know what I mean? Like when I'm looking like, "Ah, I don't feel like I gotta, I gotta wash those, but then I can't put them in the dryer. So if I wear these underwear, first of all, I got silk caressing my junk all day long, you know, I'm in a meeting and then I got to wash them and then pull them out of the wash and let them hang, you know, like air dry, just, you know, the nice thing is it does dry quickly. At least my pillowcases do. Yeah. Like if I wash them in the morning, they're ready for bed. Yeah. Any warning about special care for clothes is a massive, is a, it's a turn off for me. It's a turn off. I just choose to ignore a lot of it. Yeah. You just wash them anyway. Yeah. That's good. All right, Chris, any bougie buys? Not really. We touched on this in our last attempt at this podcast, but I, you know, no, other no than one else has heard this facial project uh, products. I like my Kiehl's products pretty much. That's, that's right. That's it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much a minimalist. I think. I mean, you don't even splurge regards. on booze or dining experiences. I mean, stuff for your kids. Um, I mean, they're for kids. I mean, that's not really. Oh well, yeah, nothing yeah, not bougie for you. there. Nothing yeah, for me. just yeah. kids' expenses. Um, no, I don't really. I don't really. Uh, Lately, if I buy something, it's more to like get more organized, help me get more organized or something like that. Uh, I feel that. But other than that, just uh, my facial products. Yeah. My keel stuff. Yep. It's working. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> Unless it's all genetics. It's hard to, hard to detangle. I tell you one. what, I mean, I've run out before and been like, ah, screw it. Or just like, kind of like procrastinated about placing an order or I got stuff on auto ship and it's going to take a little while or it's not, you know, the auto, whatever. Um, and yeah, I start feeling kind of rough. My yeah. face starts feeling kind of dried out. Yeah. Skincare Maybe it's, it's addictive, but yeah. <laughs> Kiehl's is addictive in the same way. I, I guess, guess I should add Botox to my bougie buys. That's definitely the most expensive. I, know, I wasn't, I wasn't that is super, sure. That's if- super, super, super bougie. Yeah. And like every, yeah. Cause that's really expensive. It yeah, does, it has no it does, no medical benefits, effective. no medical benefits whatsoever. Probably, well, or no, unless you suffer from migraines, which you don't. No, but <laughs> I think there's something to be said for appearing, having your appearance reflect how you feel inside. You want to? You have no. You have never have any kind of. Uh, you're never interested. Right, in I want to. Right, I want. You're never to curious look the way I feel. And if I feel younger than my forehead is displaying, then it's annoying. I don't appreciate that. But it also prohibits you from looking like interested or, you know, like, so no, you I still like, have mood. Like I actually, it's too much. It's still settling in. I went the other day, right. but my eyebrows are still moving quite a bit, but I do want it yeah. less. I'm hoping in another week, it'll be, it'll be a little more still a little more static mm. but we'll see so Plus, wait. I, i'm probably too animated anyway sometimes like yeah that was that's, that's the other thing is like oh. she's gonna you're gonna know whether or not jane's interested because she gets fully animated in a lot of her reactions 
Yeah. So the Botox can hide also hide your your door pulling rage. Yeah. <laughs> you get like super <laughs> super super agitated. Oh, exactly. I was, was, and then I was like stuck with that door wide open. And I didn't know where to grab without getting cuts from all the plastic corners on my hand. So I was just saying, yeah. I was like, I have to figure out where to grab this. Well, that's why Manny had a glove on the dashboard. Yeah. This happens all the time. How did you know about the gloves on the dash? You're creepy. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I assume creepy. that, you know, you're considerate, you're a considerate driver. I you try want, to you don't be want your passengers passenger. getting their hands all cut up <laughs> when your door breaks. Yeah. So you just, uh, how'd you figure it out? Did you just, um, I, I roll just, the window down? I don't know. And, I, I, I think I grabbed the same spot again, but it was a lot more careful. Uh, I did it kind of slowly. Normally. I couldn't yeah. reach the, the window was, that would have been, no, the window was up. Yeah. Yeah. My fault on that part. <laughs> I have a follow up for you, Chris, before you uh, before we move on to the news. Not even uh, in your younger bachelor years, you find you you found yourself like spending carelessly or like impulsively on anything that Um, had no real use. Just just uh, just partying. Yeah. Drugs and alcohol, essentially. Yeah. All right. Never been like a real like consumer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that. Of course, call girls would be bougie. If you're just, you know, hookers, not bougie buys, but, you know, high class yeah. escorts. Right. Uh, I don't know. Not, not really. I can't really think of much. I'll buy a little bit times. I buy a lot of fishing gear, but I don't think that's bougie. No, mm. that's practical more than anything. If you ask yeah. me. No, not really. I think I'm kind of cheap at heart. Hmm. somewhat cheap or I don't, I don't know I, I can talk myself out of buying a lot of things i guess i could put it that way i feel that like you're just like <laughs> I, I don't know or or i'm kind of gotten to the age where like i have bought a lot of stuff and that i thought would be really awesome and then i really you know like you go through that enough times where two weeks later you don't even yeah you don't care or it has zero value to you at all yeah <laughs> or you move and you're just like and you go through I'm over moving everything. Yeah. You move enough times and like you realize like all this inventory you've accumulated that uh, you have these memories of when you really needed something and you're just like, shit, I'm just going to throw it away. (laughs) I don't even care enough to offer it to someone. Uh, You make a good point there. Yeah. So. Well. (sighs) All right. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You know, that was, a, that was a lot. You guys had some good ones. I think the, the, if I had to vote, which I will vote the one man vote, I'd say that the Botox is definitely it. Cause that shit is expensive. I'm not even going to ask you how much. Cause it's like, <laughs> it makes me cringe. And it's it makes people think my like, forehead, what? my forehead muscles are so strong, which means I need more than most people. And it, oh, God. It makes it even worse. humble brag. Right. That's honestly something not I I wasn't expecting to hear that today. People tell me that my forehead muscles are really strong. Out of this world, strong. People tell me. People tell me. Yes. Uh because yeah, when people when you tell people like how much you know, you see people doing the math in their head, like, oh I'm second here. Like, like, oh my God. (laughs) Look at those muscles. And then they ask you, then they ask you, like, well, how often do you go? And then they do the math again, and they're like, oh my god, oh. it's a it's a small car, 
Or no, no, it's a, it would probably be like, I think you could probably get like a entry level Mercedes out of Botoxes every year. Over the years. Yes. Yeah. Not one year, but yeah. Yeah. But anyway, good try, Manny. Yeah. Uh, but you been <laughs> after all of Manny's things, been defeated and bougieness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, drums, they come oh, in. Yeah. A His drums are probably more than. Drums are pretty good, but drums are the instrument of a, of a hardworking man or woman, I should say, these days. Yeah, man. Lugging around you know drums I mean? is no fucking fun test. That's the I like to call lugging around drums, setting up and tearing down. That's all the unsexiness of of drumming. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. But you keep your drums in that studio or your friend. Yeah, the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Jane, you want to do some news? How yes, we looking? We're, you know, we got like a news story or two in us, I think. We do. Yeah, let's get to it. All right. So good news for people who like those national holidays. Um, so if Dems get their way, we'll get ourselves a new holiday. Elizabeth Warren and two other senators are introducing a resolution to create a national COVID-19 day of memorial um, today or day of memorial know what that's supposed to be giving momentum to the cause of hundreds of grieving families to ensure their loss is not forgotten so this has been driven by a woman named Kristen or who lost her father last year from covid and started a group called marked by covid and they've been lobbying and got and have um gotten 51 democrats in the house of representatives to co-sponsor but it's something about without a companion bill, which I didn't understand. Don't know what that is. Um, there's no chain. There's no chance of it passing. So what they did is now they're using Elizabeth Warren uh, to help push this through uh, the Senate. And so because Elizabeth Warren lost her 86 year old brother to COVID. Um, 86 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, she, that's terrible, but still, come on. Right. Come on. I know. Um, and so they've got a bunch of Democrats endorsing it, but there are no Republicans. And they're, this is from the Washington Post, and they, they're just speculating that it's because of fear that supporting something like this would be seen as criticism of Trump. But who the hell knows? Um, so it has a good chance of passing the Senate, but they're saying that it'll be tough in the House um, because back in 1990, the House leaders adopted a new rule to reduce the flood of commemorative bills. They didn't want to just like make up holidays left and right. I guess there were too many coming through about like obscure people and events in their home districts. Can it Um, just be on one of those calendars? You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like like Tuesday is national right foot foot long hot dog day right but no like not Wednesday is yeah national pancake day and then Thursday is you know. COVID yeah, that seems like a good um, settlement. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd I would sandwich it between two more appropriate days. You know, maybe not hot dog day or pancake day, but you know, something more appropriate. Yeah. But so yeah. this is that was. <laughs> so we just have uh, unlimited money to do these things and create more holidays. Yeah. And even if it doesn't pass, it's still like call. You know, like it's still racking up a bill just to even propose this kind of shit. I know. I know. 
And the, the end goal is to just have a day of remembrance for COVID people that died uh, from or with COVID. Yeah. All of them. Doesn't matter. Is everyone going to be required to wear black masks? Uh, you know, moment of silence type deal or what? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Are they going to do a ceremony every year? Where is it going to take place? What's uh, I mean, I'm all for the... another long weekend. You know, it's going to fall on a Monday or something. It's, yeah, they said it's going to be a Monday. I, uh, I believe it was the third Monday in March, something like that. Got to spread them out. It'd be better if it's during the summer. You know, I don't want kids getting a day off of school for this shit. August needs a holiday. You know, they got, it's got to be during the summertime when kids are already out of school. Because yeah. that just, that's just another day off that everybody gets. Good point. Well, I mean, I understand it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, people grieve and they try to make their loss, you know, mean something bigger, totally understandable, you know, but it's like, we're just the whole, it's like the whole country is just driven off of emotion now, like phony emotion too, mostly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, it feels a little bit forced, but a little little early. Yeah, like <laughs> really I mean, how long did it how long did it take for 9-11 to get their Patriot Day? Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's something that could be that was pretty distinct occurrence. So I don't know. Um, or at least wait until like all the bodies are recovered or something, or at least wait until like if I imagine these same people are also like really pro-vaccination and getting wanting to get the vaccination rate up for everybody and um, so like every breath they spend trying to pass a national holiday is uh, a breath not spent, you know, so like, I just like looked we're it up supposedly the in first, the middle of this still. Or- okay. The first, um, September 11th Patriots day was actually on September 11th, 2002. So that one was quick. Mm. Yeah. When, what was this? Well, not to get all dredge up horrible history, but was, were they still work? I know they were working on ground zero for a long time were they still clearing rubble at that point they might have been yeah yeah that took a while that wasn't that was incredible surrealistic surrealistic time at least for my generation i guess yeah yep all right so that was our good news we might get another holiday um and then in we'll call it bad news Scientists in Japan have been mailing each other postcards containing freeze-dried mouse sperm and successfully producing viable mouse offspring, which they apparently are called pups, which I never knew, uh, with this sperm. Um, so this is a this strange and unprecedented experiment um, is meant to potentially transform the way sperm in many species are transported um, per, perhaps out into, into space. Um, so this, the reason it's revolutionary is because it is way cheaper than using conventional glass, uh, what do you, they call it, glass ampules or cryopreservation in liquid nitrogen, which is expensive and high maintenance. Um, so yeah, basically they just, if you see the pictures, it's just a po- literally a postcard and then they've got these little plastic uh, bags, tiny bags, um, just taped on to the postcard and they mail it to each other. You're like, okay. Hold on, what's them, in the... Uh, all right. Disseminate the females with this sperm 
So the sending, okay. I sending was just too much in mail. <laughs> right. So, so they they're, put, they're just taking a post. They're like, okay, let's see if this works. We're going to put the sperm into a little plastic bag and tape it to a postcard and mail it to each other and see if we can get viable sperm pups out of it when we inseminate the females. And it worked. So the real experiment was just, will sper- will, will mouse sperm make it through the mail? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Through, yeah, exactly. This might be a new thing where, you know, they do like the, you know, Ace, Adam Crawley does Florida or Germany. And then there's the Florida man, you know, Florida <laughs> man, start typing Florida man thing, like yeah. Japanese, Japanese scientists, like, cause they're never working on anything normal. You know what I mean? They're either making <laughs> yeah. robots that specialize in like uh, emptying out, um, you know, exploded uh, nuclear reactors. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, figuring out the best way to kill as many dolphins as you can in a half hour or <laughs> or this or mailing each other mouse sperm. I feel but, like this might have been like a really like they were doing something up. They're up to like some kind of weird Japanese kink and they got caught and they were like, uh, we're doing an experiment, you know, and they just were making this shit up. Yeah, as they that's what we're doing. Like, yeah, uh, this is an experiment to see how long mouse sperm will last in a Ziploc when I put it on a postcard. Or is there something we're missing about this that like means more to humanity? Like that's so. Yeah, I thought I was trying to figure out if there is any implications for human sperm, but it doesn't sound like that's the motive. So they were experimenting with the, the glass ampule ampules um, to take the take sperm into space and come back. So that was their previous agenda, and they succeeded at that. But they didn't want to okay. have to use something like you know that involved for non-space travel. So I guess this is just sort of animal insemination. I if they have they're trying to breed things maybe. Yeah meat farms whatnot and they can terrible commercial for ziploc i mean this is definitely not a direction they want to go in they're not next ad campaign (laughs) like all the new ways we use our ziplocs in space um right so i i mean this says in the case of humans application this technology will be in the distant future because it requires a lot of experimentation a guarantee of absolute success for humans. I don't know why that, it, like, who the hell cares if you lose a little sperm? Like men are constantly wasting sperm. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. 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 That's definitely not the, the expensive part of the experiments is the supply of sperm. Yeah. Right. Huh? So, um, so that's my, that I was going to put that in bad news. Cause I don't really know why we're doing this, but, um, and then my old news, Um, So I found this uh, very short article from page of the LA times from, Oh gosh, shoot. I don't have the book with me. It was March 1st. I believe it was sometime in the forties. So salt St. Marie, Ontario, I believe that means Ontario, California. Police said George Hatfield put the barrel of a 22 caliber rifle in his mouth and pulled the trigger. The bullet ran around the inside of his false teeth and came out of his mouth. Dr. J.E. Grimby, who treated Hatfield for a cut tongue, said the man was alive because the bullet was 10 years old 
The false teeth were in its way. The teeth were wrecked. End of article. Wrecked. I love that wrecked part. The teeth are wrecked. By the way, journalism at its finest. (laughs) I love that doctor's name, Dr. Grimby. Grimby. J.E. Grimby. Yeah. Like, I wonder if his friends were like, hey, (laughs) J.E. What's the news? What are the tales, Grimby? So, yes, that was. I actually looked, I tried to look up this guy and there was a, there is a George Hatfield park, but I think it looks like it was named after, um, someone in the army, some military guy. And he was buried in Palo Alto, which is my hometown. So I was reading this, like, this is super random. (laughs) I'm trying to look up this name and I, yeah, it, it wasn't the same guy, but Oh, yeah, I, was hoping for that. I couldn't find any information about hometown him. connection. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make the story any less. Uh, well, he, he survived. His teeth were wrecked. I'm sure people wooden. gave him busted his balls. What did they make dentures out of back then? I mean, did they uh, ivory? Or is it the same? Are um, they? Cat, I feel like this is in a, this is in like a, a like a George Washington jingo cherry wood. <laughs> I don't know. We should have learned about this with our with our uh, in elementary school when learning about our founding fathers, what type of wood they made George Washington's teeth out of. Yeah, wasn't it wood? Wasn't that the folklore? Yeah, wood teeth. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, man, I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine like healthcare at all back then. But sometimes I think like when you're talking about this old, uh, the old doctor in the forties, that's pronounced that his wooden teeth were wrecked. Dr. J E Grimsby. Grimby. Um, yes. Grimby. Yeah. Like how far do you have to go back in time when the average person knows more about medicine than the doctors of that time? You know what I mean? Like, right. Do right. I, it's possible that I know more about health and the human body uh, than a doctor from like 1920, you know what I mean? Like a fully trained physician in 1920. Like, like my that son knows, be. my son knows more about, <laughs> I don't know, preventative medicine maybe than. Uh, well, I don't know about the twenties, but definitely. Like how far do you have to go but, back? Yeah. Even, I mean, a, a thousand years, I would say for sure. Or two. Oh, that far know. back. You think? Really, in I'm talking like ancient days. Yeah. So. I mean, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't deliver it. I mean, I'm sure like, well, a doctor in the 20s probably could deliver a baby. Maybe. I don't know. Or if them delivering babies back then was basically just standing there. Like, if there was any real intervention that they did back then. Or if doctors even gave birth in the 20s, it might have been more of a, that might have been something that doctors really didn't do. Not, or not gave birth, but tended really, to. You're on to. your own. Yeah. We left women on their or own. It's more like midwives or nurses that did all that because they knew doula. I mean, I think they just knew a lot more about how all that stuff worked. That was where the expertise was. And like men, male doctors knowing about doing that is more of a modern thing or being involved in that is more modern. Yeah. I feel like we could get off on to a huge tangent there. But yeah. <laughs> we'll say that for another. Yeah. Uh, Health related. Well, everybody, yeah, everybody episode. think about it. Think about their own personal knowledge of medicine and <laughs> <laughs> pick a date. 
and then come 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 back ready to argue about it. Exactly. I'm just kidding. May never do it. Okay. So uh Manny's got a lot of stuff. Manny's got a lot of collectibles. Yeah, we learned a lot about Manny again. <laughs> Damn. Jane's what can I say? It's good. It's good though, Manny. We balanced you out with all the the sex party stuff. I know, man. Like, I this got is more a good compliment. <laughs> okay, I'd already deleted There's you. More to you. All of course. Most and then Jane. Is. Jane is, uh, you know, has a rage problem, but uh, also is, uh, <laughs> cares a lot about her appearance and uh, looking and you know feeling her best. You know, Absolutely. When she, when she doesn't watch the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> And Manny needs to get a new armrest in his car. Yeah. Thanks to me. Yep. <laughs> All coming by the end of the year. Good time. Cool, man. All right. Well, yeah. yeah the, thanks for patient, your patience, listeners. This is our third try <laughs> this episode. Yeah. All the other episodes are out now. So this will just come out in the next day or so. When, or, you know, well, when you listen. Yep. Yeah. When everybody listens. So, okay. Well, uh, so we all good. We got our news covered. It's time oh, to enjoy the rest good. of our weekends. Okay. We're getting gearing up for the barbecue next weekend. So, no. all right. Are we going to, well, we'll see. I guess we'll have to figure out if we're going to record this week. I got uh, a couple of days I'm available before okay. you guys we'll start figure it out. So, okay. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. That, thanks for listening only to this episode. We really exactly. appreciate it. Appreciate the support and uh, hope you had a good time. Hope you had a good weekend. Get it on. Get it on. Get it on. I'm one for one, everybody. Let's keep the streak going. <laughs>